perfect Other days it just ain't working The good, the bad, the right, the wrong And everything in between So it's crazy, amazing We can turn our heart through the words we say Mountains crumble with every syllable Hope can live or die So speak life Hello and welcome to a live episode of the Butterfly Evolution Show. I'm your host, Tammy, and I have our special guest on with us tonight, Anari Bellamy. And we're talking tonight about conquering um, fears through transformation. I love this topic. It allowed me to go back and listen to, and I'll talk about that a little bit more as we get into the show, but it allowed me to go back, um, I shouldn't say allowed, it kind of intrigued me to go back and listen to uh the show that we did on fear previously, and actually there were two of them. So um, just a great show. I hope that you guys will get your pen, paper, take notes. uh, As we continue to say, don't listen to this show in vain. Don't make it a part of your Monday night and not work to change your life. Um, So many people are doing that. We're not really tuning in to ourselves figuring out what's going on with us. We just become um, accustomed to life, and we do life as life does us. But you have control over your life, who's in your life, and what happens in your life. And I know that may sound a little bit crazy. I'll say how you partake what happens in your life, because life is going to happen to us. it, It is going to happen. So tonight is about a number of things as we listen to Anari share uh, her story about fears, and certainly I'll share a few of my my woes as well, and we want you all to do the same. So I'm finding out more and more, uh, particularly after this weekend, that we all, if we really be honest, uh, men, women, we have some of the very same issues and things that we deal with. I think what is happening is we are, in most cases, very silent, which allows us to think that we are isolated and we're experiencing things that no one else may be experiencing or feeling some kind of way on some kind of day um, about something. And the more we open up and share, what we will find, in my opinion, is that we have a lot of the same stuff going on. There is someone somewhere out there. In most cases, I'm finding that it's in your circle because I feel people are in your life for reason, season, purpose, whatever, but people are in your in your life for reasons, um, regardless of, of what that reason may be. Take it, learn from it, and go with it. So, again, this show is about many, many things tonight. So moving right along so that we can, just for the sake of time, keep you guys um, here as, as long as we need to and, and, and not, not any longer than that. want to remind you that the chat line is open. If you have questions or comments and listening on chat, but by way of chat, remember you can submit them there. You do have to be a registered follower. If you've not did that, you can do that as you listen, or you can prompt to call in 818-691-7406. Again, 818-691-7406. For those of you who are listening um, by phone with us, 
I'm going to provide, if you have a question or a comment, you do have to select the number one. And what I'll do is pull you into queue. You, I will give your area code and the last four digits of the number that you're calling from. And I see that we do have someone that has selected the number one from the 703 area code. If you'll just hang tight, we'll get to you just, just here shortly. So if you do have questions or comments, remember, select the number one. We'll pull you in, and then when we... When we finish your comment, with your comment or question, we do ask that you select the number of one again so that it takes you out of queue. That way, if you want to come back in, you reselect and we'll know we won't have you hanging out there. Can't go forward without reminding you of the trash can baby. This really, really is my baby. I'm so um, pleased that I'm finally getting used to this, uh, moving my trash can. So we ask you to do the same, and this is this is asked to promote um, to bring awareness to the mind and how to let you know how our mind keeps up with even the most smallest insignificant things in our lives. So what we ask you to do is move your trash can and monitor how often you return back to its old location. What you will find is although you know that you've moved it, you will oftentimes find that you go back to its old location. As you do that, again, allow yourself to think about what other things in my life that I've become used to, that I'm just accustomed to, and I'm doing these things sometimes without much thought process. You will find if you really sit down and think about it, you, you, you are doing a number of those things. You're just kind of going with the flow of life. That's okay, but you have to get in your mind. If, you have, if you're in a place where you just, um, are, you're not content with life, and I feel that's a good number of people, that you just don't have a sense of direction of where you're going and that sense of peace on a daily basis, then you need to be in your mind. You need to stay in your mind, capture those thoughts, and work through that process. So continue to do that, and as you do it, remember we sow a thought, we reap an action. We sow actions, we reap habits. Our habits become our character. Our character is leading us somewhere, which is our destiny. So who we are is leading us to such a place. It's up to determine where that place is and where we want to go. And if we are the driver, if we are driving ourselves to that place or if we are allowing life to direct our path. So keep that in mind. So what I'm going to do, I do have a couple of announcements, and I was going to give some of them um, before we start the show. But what I want to do, we do have a very, very special announcement, announcement. So you guys stay with us. We have an announcement about a competition for our youth that we're going to give, so we want to give that out. I'm going to do it mid-show. Mid we'll just kind of take a quick break and do that. I want to go ahead and bring Anari in with us uh, so that we can kind of move right into the show. So what I'm going to do, I want to start it out, Anari, if you don't mind, with a, a verse. I have Romans 12 and 2 that have, was put on my heart today, about an hour or so ago, to kind of start out. Um, this is one of my favorite do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. And I wanted to start that out. A couple of things caught my attention there. Conform, do not conform, then transform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing, that's my third and final word, of your mind, then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. And so as we talk about fear tonight, again, my words were conform, transform, and renewing. 
Conformed means fit in, follow the crowd, and adapt to. I love those words. That means the same as. So when you hear do not conform to the patterns of this world, when you think about your life, it's, it's for this is for you to answer. But as we go through and Anari shares her story with you, think about that. Are you following the crowd? Have you adapted to life? Do you feel comfortable in this world? Do you fit in? And then transformed just basically means altered and renovated. Then go to renewing, which is my last and final. I'm going to turn it over to Anari. Renewing means to return to, to begin again, or renovating or refurbishing. And I'm going to pull renovating because transforms mean renovated. So when you have transformed, you're kind of already complete. And what I like to think of life is always transforming and always you're always working to renovate something, to have accomplished renovating something as you continue to go through life. And what I think is happening is we think, and Anair, I want you to really talk about this, we think that um, every day is supposed to be a great day, a good day, just like we want it, just like we need it to be. And especially if we consider ourselves lovers of God, um, people who are serving and seeking God, we just think life is supposed to be grand and great all the time. And when it's not, we oftentimes return back to such a place. You figure out what that place is rather than, and I call this the process. Um, and, and an area is a butterfly lover and a transforming lover as well. So I, I really want us to, to get there on that process. A lot of us want to, to eliminate the process and just get to um, the home being renovated. And when you think about your life, your spirit, uh, or even a home, compare it to when they're going to renovate a historical home, there's much planning. There's some things that they find after they knock down some walls. They have to rewire some things. They have to take, take out some walls. They have to begin kind of new in some areas. So I'm going to bring Anari in. She's on with us, Anari. Tell us all about who you are, what you do uh, from A to Z, and then you can either go into your story or we can start with some of the questions that I have, whichever you feel most comfortable or led to do. But just tell us who you are, where you're from, what you do, and what you have going on. Anari? Hey, Tammy. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. You said A to Z. We could be here all night. (laughs) (laughs) I probably well, have hey, something to match every letter. <laughs> okay. Well, hey, let's start with A. <laughs> well, um, A would be I'm an Ari. I'm an Ari <laughs> Bellamy, and and I am an entrepreneur. I am a mother. I am a wife. I am a daughter. I'm a sister. You know, all of those beautiful things. Um, I have a lovely personal family and a lovely business family which, of course, you know, Tammy, you are my sister in that family. And um, I just enjoy motivating people and inspiring people. I feel that my life and my story would be in vain if I didn't take what I've learned and turn around and use it to help others that's uh, going down that same path. Um, I'm, I'm an advocate for business success. I have all kind of courses and, and sessions and things that I offer to help people in, in business success. Um, I'm a mentor. 
I work with women and children, um, and I just, I don't know, I just love people and I love helping people. That's basically the part that I live and breathe is, is helping and, and pushing others. And along the way, I achieve my own success and um, and good feeling, I guess you would say, in doing that. Okay, okay. Now, um, you said your life and story would be in vain if you did not share it. Tell us why. I, I mean, we know why, but just explain what that means to you, being able to go through something and come out on the other side willing to share. Um, and I ask that because many of us, don't realize the importance of sharing our struggles and the things that we have overcome, um, which is kind of how we started out the show, talking about communicating and sharing what's going on with us. So share the importance of that and what that has meant for you. Well, um, you started the show out with the scripture, and the word says that um, no one was put on this earth void. So everybody has something to offer. And a lot of times the only way you can offer that to the fullest is if you go through something that makes you proficient and strong in that area. So how can you coin yourself a motivator if you haven't gone through something where you've had to motivate yourself, where you've had to pull yourself out of um, a bad situation or um, an emotional state? You know, so... That's why I say your story you should use to inspire others because everything you went through, you went through for a reason, and there are other people in the world around you that are going through the same thing. So if you don't, one, learn from what you went through, and two, share it with other people, then it is definitely in vain. And to a certain degree, I I honestly believe that until you're willing to share and until you're willing to support and help others, you will continue to go through certain things until you step out of that comfort zone and do actually step into helping others. And I say comfort zone because a lot of times what it takes is telling the truth about your story. And that's hard for some people to do because they feel like you know, people are going to think certain things about them or feel certain ways about them or treat them differently after that, but I'm a firm believer that people that walk away after they hear your story and are determined to rely on your past as opposed to your present are the people you need in your circle anyway. Let me ask you this. What do you feel that one of the the biggest reasons people don't share or, or want to, um, you know, speak about what they've gone through? Well, society can be quite critical of of things and, and very unforgiving, I say. Society can be very unforgiving. So people would rather be known by where they are now than where they came from. So a lot of times they just choose to skip over that. I know um, that's what inspired my last show was the fact that um, – Oh, yeah, that's another one of those alphabets before your success show. We'll get back to that. But um, (laughs) that's what uh, inspired my show was the fact that people see the now and we're talking about, you know, the success story and how they wish they could be me. And I wanted them to really understand that in order to be where I am now, there there was things that I had to go through 
that they may not necessarily want to have to go through. Um, so, so yeah, it's just society can be unforgiving, but it's necessary really for people to understand, I believe, for people to understand who you really are and what you really have to offer. And, and to add to that, I, I also want to throw in that I, I also think it's a it's a, a fear of what people are going to think, fear of what they're going to say, what they're going to do, how they're going to look at me now. Um, but but we need to be concerned more about what we're holding in is doing to us. And to add to that, in most cases, people who are really in tuned and have a discerning and spiritual gift, even if not, in most cases, they see right through you. A number of times the things that we think we're hiding, we're not. To ev- not to everyone, um, and that's important because we we tend to think that we are, and we're putting on this facade that you know everything is okay, um, and I'm okay. And if and if we go back to the beginning of the show, if we all be real with with each other, we will all understand that we are and should be always renovating something. That, so that we'll get to the point where it's renovated. If we just want to go back to that Romans 12 and 2 uh, with the conforming and transform. But we we should always be getting through something, getting over something, and going to the next level without that fear. Because that fear keeps us in bondage. It keeps those that stronghold and those strong ties so that we're we're basically not moving. We're spinning our wheels coming back, having to revisit those things that we did not before. For an example, the house. If you're renovating an old house and you do all this and think, oh, I'm not going to worry about the wiring, but you know it's bad, and now you've got this pretty house, eventually you will have no no lights, utilities, if not a fire. So mm-hmm. just wanted to throw that out there because that was what we're talking about tonight, um, conquering uh, our fears through transformation and talking about, you know, many of us want to skip the process of that. So um, anything on that, Anari? Mm-hmm. That's a very good um, example. I'm glad you said that because in the pers- in my personal world and, and children that I mentor and things like that, they all knew my story. But on the business side of things, um, I had never, you know, shared that personal story or that foundation and so actually after doing that show, it, it was an, even though I knew my story, and I've told it before on the personal side, it was a whole different level of purging, I guess you would say, um, because even after that show, I just felt a, a weight being lifted off of me from the business perspective because, you know, that was the first time I had actually told the world my story. That was just a whole different level. And I can't say that, when it first was laid on my heart to do that I did not have fear because we all do have fear of the unknown. So I wasn't really sure how my story was going to be received. But what I had to do was lean on who my story could help. And a lot of times if we focus on helping others more than the side effects of things on ourselves for certain situations, then it helps us to conquer those fears, and so that's what I did. I said, well, my story is definitely going to benefit somebody or several somebody that's where I was or or currently struggling and trying to get through, so I'm going to push past that fear, and I'm going to tell my story. 
Um, and I'm going to tell the whole story, and I'm going to be accurate. I'm not going to leave anything out. And we're just going to go from there. You know, if, if people decide not to be my clients because of my story, then oh well. You know, I had to really take that stance to it. And, and truthfully, at the end of the show, it actually was a, a different level of a healing process for me, and it made room for me to push even harder to walk in my destiny. Wonderful. I want to. I found a quote, and I want to share the quote, um, and then I want to talk about that a little bit, and then I want to bring in um, our caller from seven hundred three. I guess we'll go ahead and kind of announce the competition. But I want. I found this uh, reality of fear, and it says, "You're not scared of the dark. You're scared of what's in it. You're not afraid of heights. You're afraid of falling. You're not afraid of the people around you. You're just afraid of." being rejected or rejection. You're not afraid to love. You're just afraid of not being loved back. You're not afraid to let go. You're just afraid to accept the reality that he's gone. I'll say he or she is gone. You're not afraid. Just a second. Let me get down here a little bit. Excuse me. And you guys, excuse me. I'm really trying to get over this cough, but uh, it's not working. You're not afraid to love. You're just afraid of not being loved back. You're not afraid to let go. You're just afraid of, you're afraid to accept the reality that he or she is gone. You're not afraid to try again. You're just afraid of getting hurt for the same reason. And that is so true, especially with the love and the rejection and all of it. But I picked the rejection and being loved back and the letting go because so often those things really steer and direct our, our lives, the, the spirit of rejection, um, Speaking of spirit of rejection, you know, I look at fear being a spirit as well, and I want to talk about that too, Anari. But um, in most cases, especially the one about love, we're not afraid to love. It's just that we're afraid of being hurt or rejected and not being loved back. Um, mm-hmm. Anything on that? I know it's a couple of things I said in that, but what do you think about that quote? Well, actually, um, if you don't mind, I guess we could – maybe take the caller and you do your announcement and things. But I'd actually like to, to pick that apart and, um, and take <laughs> each one of those points one at a time because those are all very, very important. And um, and I think, you know, some things that, that people may need to hear from each one of those, actually. It's kind of hard to, to Okay, let's that do that then. And what we'll do, I'm going to pull our caller in and we're going to make our special announcement and then we'll do it again at the end of the show. But when we come back... Um, into the show, what I'd like to do is let's define fear. Um, and then, as Anari said, let's pick those apart because if we can kind of get our heads wrapped around each of those, I think it will help you guys. It certainly did help me today with trying to understand um, some of my fears as well. So we'll define fear. I'll, I'll give my definition and Anari give give your definition on how you feel about what fear is. So let's go ahead and pull in. Give me a minute. I'm going to get back here. We have Mr. Rodney on line with us. Rodney Jordan, are you there? I am here. Good evening. Hi, Mary. Hi. Hi. Hi, Rodney. How are you? I'm good. I'm enjoying the show. This is some pretty uh, deep stuff here. <laughs> well, it's good. Yeah, We're tackling fears. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
website. I think everybody kind of knows who you are, but just for those who who do not, we always have new listeners. I see quite a bit of new numbers out tonight. So let's just go ahead and and tell them you've been on the show twice now. Tell them who you are. And I'm going to let you kind of go ahead and tell what we're doing, and I'll I'll share some more information. but, But just go ahead and tell who you are and share about the competition as much as you want to, and then I will fill in where we miss. Okay. Um, are you going to talk about who um, who it actually is that is yes. coming on? Or, or oh, okay. We're gonna you want to do that first? Okay. We have okay, and then I'll have you tell about the competition. Then what we have is may, maybe you guys have heard. I hope you have. Um, he was on CBS. Where where I think it could be more, but I know he was on CBS. His name is Joseph Gabe Sunyer. And he was a 27-year janitor and is now the principal of the school that he once cleaned, and again, for 27 years. And when I heard the story, I was blown away for a number of reasons. I'm not going to share too much of the story because he is going to come on the show on the 17th of this month, which is next Monday. He is going to share his story. He has an amazing story I call it, of determination. From that, Rodney and I got together, and determination in spite of situations came about. And what we want to instill in our youth is the importance of determination in spite of your situations, in spite of your circumstances. And so that's where this competition came from. So if you want to look Mr. Sonier up, please do. But we're going to give you some more information on him, Rodney. You go ahead and tell about the competition as a whole. Give as much information as you like, um, and then I'll fill in some of the blanks. Okay. Uh, Good evening to everyone who is listening. Uh, My name is Rodney Jordan. I am a fourth-grade teacher in Manassas, Virginia. I'm also the author of Tired of Being Black. Um, This is definitely a show that you want to be a part of if you have children, if you are a teacher, if you are a principal, if you are a mentor, a coach, if you deal with children at all, and I think even with this story, there are some uh, there are adults who need to take part of this um, simply because this is a story that that will touch your heart. Um, so what we have decided to do is um, have a writing competition. Uh, there will be. Uh, prizes involved, um, one for high school students, grades 9 through 12, one for uh, middle school students, grades 6 through 8. And basically it's it's not going to be um, heavily, I guess, judged on grammar and things like that, but we want all students to listen to the show um, and pay very close attention to the things that um, he has to share and then write a one-page essay on uh, perseverance and determination and how the, the children can apply that to their lives. And this uh, show tonight, I think, goes along with it perfectly because a lot of times children um, don't do well or are afraid to try or give up easily um, just because they think that it's what is expected of them. And so I like the idea of telling your story. Um, and, I, and I appreciated when, uh, when Aneri said that, you know, that, that she um, is not afraid to tell her story. And, you know, what 
whatever happens after that, it, it's, you know, it's okay. But a lot of times people just need that encouragement, and you have no idea that, you know, what it could do to change somebody's life. And so um, we're glad that he, you know, is, is coming on Tammy's show uh, to, to, to tell his story, and we're hoping that there are some serious transformations um, after next week's show. Great, great. And if you're interested, here's what we need you to do. Um, you certainly can, can reach out to us by Facebook. For those of you who have Facebook, I do realize that not everyone does. So what you can also do is contact us by phone at 888-483-7444. Again, 888-483-7445. Or you can submit an email inquiry at info, I-N-F-O, the at sign, butterflyevolution.org. You certainly can also give me a call, 901-830-6088. That's a local number for those of you who or out of town and you want to use the, the toll-free number, that's fine as well. And please know that this is for all states. Um, so share this. If you don't have kids but you know some teachers, you know some principals, um, some youth organ- organizers and so forth, share it because, again, this is a monetary prize. Um, and we, it's just going to be an exciting moment. I also... I was notified last night by Change the World broadcast that he will also recognize the winners on his blog. So it it is recognition all over, and he's out of Florida. His show is out of Orlando, Florida, I believe. So we continue to have sponsors come come forward as well. So share this information on your Facebook page, uh, again, with your church leaders. And, and Rodney, I did make one – we've not talked, but I did make one change because – what I wanted to do for those students who are unable to listen to the live show, what we're going to do is give you a few days to listen to the archive show as well. And I'll, I'll connect with Rodney about that, but we have all of that in the gist of the details. So I can email the form, the information out to anyone who is interested, and I hope that all of you are. If you're not for your child or a child in your life, tell someone about it. We have to put some focus back into our children, our youth. They are our future. They are tomorrow. Um, So let's do that. So please share it. Again, if you want some information, contact me at 888-483-7445, or you can email at info at the at sign butterflyevolution.org for the additional information. Thank you. Anything, Rodney? Anything did I leave out? Uh, I think we covered everything. Okay. All right. Well, you going to hang out with us more? Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, listen, here's what I'm going to do. If you if you don't mind, when I take you out of queue, will you just select the number one again so that it will pull you out? That way, if you want to come back in, and please do, if you got anything to share about fear, just select the number one again, and I'll pull you back in. But as I take you out, go ahead and um, just select the number one. When you hear muted, just select the number one, okay? Will do. Okay, thank you. Okay, Aneri, we are back on. Um, You want to give your definition of fear first? 
No, we're going to let you go first, Tammy. I'm interested okay. in hearing yours, actually. Okay. <laughs> I pulled it straight from um, online, but, but something stood out to me, so I'm going to stay focused there. Um, fear, a distressing emotion aroused by impending danger, evil, or pain. And pain is my word, so I'm going to start over. A distressing emotion aroused by impending danger, evil, or pain. And it could be more. Whether the threat is real or imagined, the feeling or condition of being afraid to expect or worry about something. And then words that mean the same is distress, anxiety, panic, alarm, and dread. And I picked pain because of the quote that I just read. Um, All of those things, we're trying to avoid the pain of that feeling. The pain, like it's not, it's not love that you're afraid of. You're afraid of the pain that comes if you love and someone does not love you back. So we're walking around life avoiding things that have not happened or avoiding things that we don't know if they really will happen. And that puts up this bridge between I feel like there's a great number of people who really love each other, but they don't express it because both are feeling like, if I do, then you want you won't. So and mm-hmm. vice versa. So my word was avoiding the pain is what I got out of that definition for fear. So I'll turn it over to your definition. Okay. My my definition for fear is a real or unrealistic emotion that is designed to hinder and destroy forward progress. Okay. Great. And I have that definition because although some fears are real, most fears are are unreal. We are afraid of things that will never happen. Or we are we take some things to be the worst thing that could possibly ever happen in the world. And it is not as, as bad as we think it is, actually. It could actually turn out in our favor. And then most of the time what we do is we allow fear to keep us from doing something or to destroy something that we've already accomplished. Um, I myself have actually uh, sabotaged ideal situations out of fear, Um, fear that I didn't have the right to be there, fear that I had bitten off more than I could chew, you know, just fear in general hindered me from doing what I needed to do. So that's where my definition of fear came from because fear definitely, definitely hinders forward progress if we allow it to. Right. It really does sometimes eliminate the very things that we want. It stops us in our tracks from getting the very things we want. And as you were talking and reading, sharing your definition, you know, what's real is our feeling of fear. And that's why I think sometimes we just need to acknowledge that this is fear. This I'm experiencing the spirit of fear, just like the spirit of rejection. And and the word tells us that that our our fight, you know, is not with flesh and blood blood, it's the spiritual warfare of this world, the the evils of this world. So when we start to first identify these things for what they are and call them out, you know, first admit them to ourselves that I am dealing with fear here. That this what I'm what I'm what I'm um what I'm distressed about or what I'm trying to avoid um, may not 
ever come to pass. But what is here and very clear is my fear of that thing, and how do we deal with that? How do we work to eliminate that? The first, the first and most important is just to identify that that's what I'm dealing with. That's what I'm dealing with. Now, how do I get past this? A man quoted to me one time or said to me, Tammy, if you worry about it and it happens just like you think it will, you've worried for nothing. If you worry about it and it does not happen like you thought it would, you have still worried for nothing. I never forgot those words, and that's been at least 15 15 years plus. And that is so true. So we get kind of lost in the in the shuffle of it is what it is, but don't let it consume your life. Like Anary said, don't let it stop you. Don't let it stop you. So you ready to break down? And, and for those of you who are listening, if you have questions, comments, if you want to share something, you know, more than welcome to jump in at any time and express uh, what your fears are. If you have them, how did you get over them? What are they? So feel free to jump in at any moment, at any time, and do that. Until then, um, I want to uh, just make sure we're going to do. We're going to give the announcement again. I see that we have some people that have have come in late, so I want to give the announcement again in about five or ten minutes. So for those of you, just stay with us. We we announce our special announcement, but just stay with us. We want to tackle the quote that we were going to tackle um, after speaking with Rodney. So let's look back. I'm going to read it again, and we can just kind of take it one one link at a time. This is the reality of fear. You're not scared of the dark. You're scared of what's in it. You're not afraid of heights. You're afraid of falling. You're not afraid of the people around you. You're just afraid of rejection. You're not afraid to love. You're just afraid of not being loved back. You're not afraid to let go. You're just afraid to accept the reality that is gone. You're not afraid to try again. You're just afraid of getting hurt for the same reason. So let's look at, and the doc is pretty pretty simple. Um, for for whatever reason, it makes me think about children who are afraid. And, and an area you probably can can explain this one better because you have smaller kids than I. I don't ever remember Brandon really being afraid of the dark. But you know, let's take that one. You're not scared of the dark. You're scared of what's in it. Yeah, um, I I do have one that that's afraid of the dark. Um, and she she just does not want to enter that dark room. But it's correct. She's afraid of, of what's going to be in it that she can't see. Um, but we can actually relate that to the adult world as well because a lot of times we are afraid of the unknown. Um, and, and it's the same as being in the dark. Um, a lot of us don't compete to start our own businesses because we're afraid of the unknown. We're afraid of What's going to happen? You know, am I going to be able to maintain it? Will it be successful? Will it not be successful? Um, as as women, which is kind of touching, I guess, a little bit on later on down in the poem, but men and women alike a lot of times don't jump into certain relationships because they're afraid of whether it's going to work or not going to work. So in the um, in the adult realm, us being afraid of what we can't see or what's in the dark, is definitely a realistic fear that, again, keeps us from making that forward progress. Right, which goes back to the pain uh, when I read the definition of fear when it talks about distressing emotion aroused by impending danger, evil, pain, etc. 
And that's what it amounts to is we're afraid of whatever it is, the the, the pain or the feeling that it brings. Um, so, again, it keeps us stagnant and keeps us from moving forward. I, I think the most important one there, are, if I had to pick two of those, would be the rejection and the love. Um, and also letting go. I, I don't think we can really get away without talking about that one either because so many people hold on to to things and, and people. Um, so that's a important one as well if, as we bring it to the adult world. Would you agree, Anari? Yeah, it is. It's definitely. Um, I can, as far as the letting go one, the, the example, the first example that popped in my mind for that one was um, we took care of, when I told my story, I told how we took care of all the elderly people. All my grandparents came through our home. And my favorite grandmother, um, my aunt used to say, some people go out like a lamb and some people go out like a lion. And so she um, had a lot of heart issues and she was in the hospital and her heart would stop and it would start again, and you know. So we went through that. That's how we went through the last couple of weeks of her life. And I remember having that, I guess you would call it selfish love. You know, I just wasn't ready to let go. Although she was in pain and she was suffering, I wasn't ready to let go. And I and I feel that she knew that. And in knowing that, she kept continuing to fight. So finally one day I looked at her and I had to accept, you know, hey, you know, she she really is doing this for you. So I I had that conversation with her and I went to her bedside and I said, I'll I'll be okay, you know. You can you can go ahead and rest now, I'll be okay. And I don't think it was fifteen minutes um later she she was gone. So sometimes us letting go has to be one of those unselfish moves, especially when it's best for everyone around us. Um, I don't know, sometimes Adults stay in relationships for the sake of the kids, let's say. But at the end of the day, it's really not in the children's best interest, depending on what kind of relationship that is. So, um, And then sometimes we hold on to friends or so-called friends or people in our circle because we feel that they're offering things that they really aren't offering or we are afraid. It's a fear factor. We are afraid to let them go because we're just used to them being there. And all it's doing is taking up room for the people that's actually supposed to be there. I agree. You know, as you were talking, and Anari, I, I, I remember hearing you speak about your grandmother um, on a previous show, I believe. And today I went back, for the sake of this show, I kind of went back, as I expressed earlier at the beginning of the show, I went back and, and listened to uh, the show we did, I believe it was June 2011, and it was your deepest fears. And I went back and listened to that show today, and so I find it ironic that you are expressing um, about your grandmother. I never got to ask you, how old were you when your grandmother passed away? I was 16. 16. Well, today mm-hmm. um, I, I, had so, I, I had so forgotten about the show that, that I did in June of 2011, um, the content, I guess, of the show. I knew that we did a show on fear but I totally had forgotten about what I spoke about. And that was the very same show that I spoke about uh, what losing my grandmother did to me. And so it resurfaced all of those fears, all of those things that I went through back then and and a very long time afterwards 
because she was my rock. She was she was all I I shouldn't say all I knew, but she was it for me. She was the it for me. And to hear you to hear you talk about it, and I was a little younger than than you were, but to hear that. And what was really odd is I. I sounded very off at the very beginning, and I kept thinking, what was wrong with me this night? But as the show went on and I continued to listen, then I started to talk about that. But, again, going back to our kids, as we just made the announcement, um, so important for us to help kids recognize what's going on in their lives, what fears they're experiencing and why. Because so often we just think they'll get over it, they'll deal with it, and so we we grow up with these things still in us because there's no communication about it, there's no letting go. That takes me back to the Romans 12 and 2 as we talked about conform, transform, and renewing. And as I expressed that, basically the renewing means to return to, to begin again, to always be renovating basically, refurbishing, repeating. I look at that as we, are, we live in such fear because we continue to try to do life the way we want to do it. And in or, you, we can't do both. I can't do Tammy and do God. That doesn't mean I'm perfect every day. It certainly doesn't. But what that means is I am, I am changing my life, working to change my life to become Christ-like. And that's, that's one reason I feel we live in such fear, because we're still living without renovating, without refurbishing, without trying to live like the Creator has created us to do, that's to to live Christ-like, to become Christ-like, do the renewing of that mind, of your mind. We don't want to be transformed. We want to do what we want to do. And if we continue to fight that, life is going to be that. You can't you can't fake it. We think that we can. We think that we do. But you can't fake it. So I wanted to to bring that up because as you talked about your grandmother and the fears that set in because of that that you, you just never get over sometimes. But talking, as you said, sharing your story, dealing with it um, helps us to do that. And speaking and talking talking about that also reminds me of Mr. Sonier, who is going to be on with us. For those of you who just tuned in, um, briefly I'm going to say this. If you want to hear all of the details, go back and listen to the show, um, and it will give you all the information. But we're going to have Mr. Gabe uh, Sonier come on on the 17th, which is next Monday. From that, we have a writing competition for uh, middle school and high school students. I don't know if we said that earlier, but middle school and high school students. And Mr. Sanier is out of Louisiana. He was janitor of a school for 27 years, and now he is the principal of that school. And he has, I know he's been featured on CBS, I'm pretty sure many other places, but I had the chance to speak with him, and his energy his spirit is just contagious. I asked him, I said, do you, do you smile in your sleep? You can feel his energy through the phone. And from that I thought he has got to share his story for our kids, for people like a, a grown people as well, adults as well, who are living in fear. Because to be a janitor at a school for 27 years and then get the momentum, get in your head that I can do this, I'm not going to share how how he came to this point of of getting to that point because I want you guys to come back and hear his story. It is phenomenal. It's, it's some things that that he didn't share on um, on CBS that I that I have asked and want him to share on the show. But it's phenomenal. And if and if if people can come, if someone like him can 
can come to a point where he is now the principal who's not going to stop there. He wants one day to be the superintendent of this county. So from that, determination in spite of situations is the the essay, um, the contest, the writing competition. We are taking donations. It is going to be a monetary prize. We um, we have we have set it for 125, but but it is growing, thankfully so uh, because of the sponsors and so forth. So tell the youth about it. Uh, tell your church leaders, uh, youth leaders schools, principals, teachers, anybody that you can think of. We want as many kids to listen in and then write an essay about how they were affected, what they learned from the show or from his story, and how they will apply it to life. So um, it's very important that we help our children conquer those fears. And this world is crazy, so they I can't imagine coming up in this world um, trying to conquer, just even trying to understand myself and conquer fears for sure. So, so important. Just keep that in mind. And and to get the information, the phone number is 888-483-7445. You can contact me there for out of state. It's for for all states, not just Memphis, Tennessee, all states. 888-483-7445 is the toll-free number, or you can call me at 901-830-6088. Look him up if you want to. Again, his name is Gabe Sunyer, uh, out of Louisiana. Janitor to principal is what he's known for now. So getting back to the show, Aneri, um, I'm going to check the lines. Go ahead. If you'll go, and I'm going to check the lines and the chat line, if you'll just go ahead and kind of carry on. Okay. Um, the other thing about uh, fear that we were talking about was we wanted to touch on the fear of relationships, the fear of, of loving someone, the fear of taking that risk. We've all been there at one point in time, um, whether it be with family, whether it be with outside relationships, because that's one thing about hurt. Hurt is one of those things that will, will stop you in your tracks and will actually cause you to fear opening up to other people again. But I've learned that no matter what happens when it comes to loving someone and opening back up to other people, um, you'll miss out on that person that is actually for you if you never open up to those kind of relationships again. Um, A prime example is even in friendship. When I was growing up, I had a friend, that was my friend from kindergarten, all the way into high school, and I just knew she was going to be my lifelong friend. And we ended up having a situation, and it was a very, very painful situation. We both ended up going our separate ways, and I thought, okay, I'm not doing that again. I'm not ever getting that close to another person again. And then while I was in community college, Um, I bumped into another lady, and I don't know. The conversation just kicked off from the beginning. And here we are 15 years later, and she's still my best friend. She's like a sister to me. Um, We're very compatible. We share each other's tears. We share each other's happiness. Now, had I not opened up to the idea of letting someone else in that space, I would have missed out on what I consider 
my soulmate and sisterhood. So it's it's important for us to not let hurt past hurt prevent us from letting other people in. And it's also important for us not to let um, ourselves fear letting people in to the point where we sabotage a good thing. Um, In mentoring a lot of women, that's one thing we we discuss a lot. A lot of them will actually have gone through a lot of bad relationships, and the one that they're currently in, the guy is actually a pretty good guy. He's trying, but they'll find all kind of things wrong with him. (laughs) They'll find ways to... Compare him to the guys in the past, um, even if it remotely looks the same, then they decide, you know, okay, here it is. It, it looks familiar. He must be just like the other guys. And that's not always the case. So in tackling fear and in letting other people into our lives, we have to learn to be wise and be mindful of the things that um hurt us before or the things that we let slip by that we should have paid attention to. But we also have to let each person have a clean slate, let each person start off on on their own platform and not be so quick to compare them to the people in our past or the people that hurt us. Because what we'll end up doing is we'll end up sabotaging and, and messing up a good thing that's actually meant for us. And then you have to take those past hurts and pull what you needed to learn from each one of them. What was your lesson in in the situation? Because everything in life that we go through has some type of lesson that we're supposed to take with us. And it's important that we take time to identify that lesson. And from a religious perspective, the story that I lean on the most for this is um, actually the story of of Jesus and right when he was betrayed by Judas. A lot of times when we look at that story, we automatically assume that Judas' action was a betrayal and it was the worst possible thing in the world. But when you look at the whole picture, actually it was Judas' betrayal that pushed Jesus to the next level of where he was actually supposed to be and in the position he was actually supposed to be in to make um, his sacrifice for us. So we can relate that to the natural world to say a lot of times what we consider as hurt and betrayal is not necessarily that. It's actually necessary to push us to our next level to get us where we needed to be. Um, I've heard some women say, you know, they'll say, well, I would not know what a good man was or is had I not experienced a bad one. (laughs) You know, so again, you know, in the spiritual world, if you look at that story and you look at that kiss from Judas, we, we do. We claim it to be the worst betrayal in the world, but it was that kiss that identified Jesus and actually took him, again, took him to the next level of where he was supposed to be. So I guess sometimes it's all in how you look at it. You know, Neri, that, that, is, that, is, that is so true. And, you know, I'm, I'm always amazed at 
kind of no matter what you talk what we talk about sometimes and this kind of all over I remember sharing this on I believe it was Trent's show one Friday night um talking about Anthony's blog I I can't remember the name of the blog I I believe it was Broken Queens maybe um but how we always end up back on relationships and love I feel that's because this our lives was was based on God's love God First and greatest commandment, second as well, is about love. And it, it speaks about the laws of the prophet um, depending upon it. And I, I feel that's why, another reason why we are all, we always find ourselves back to love, whether it's in a relationship, whether it's a family um, relationship, whatever the case may be, a good many people are, are really have a void um, in their lives from a lack of being loved or feeling because sometimes you are and you just don't you don't realize that you are being or you do and you, you just you're so afraid you don't realize it but in that coming back to to the to, to this fear thing that's why it's so important again to connect with with whatever it is you fear own it acknowledge it and then deal with it let it go but we have to get back to a point where we we trust even ourselves, in, in our decisions and what we do, because fear does keep you in bondage. As you said earlier, it keeps us from what we want. I think you put it in another in another way, but it keeps you from moving forward. It keeps you from doing the things that will make life better for you, get you what you want. It's the, many of the things that we want are on the other side of our fear, many of those things, but we're so stagnant. Mm-hmm. And what we do. So, I'm going to check the check the phone lines real quick here. I see we got a lot of callers. You guys, you're out there. I know Anari and I have not. We're not the only ones that have gone through fear. What I'll do is just go ahead and ask you some of the questions that I had for you, Anari, as we talk about again conquering uh, fear through transformation. We've not talked about the process of transformation, so I do want to talk about that because. Many people misinterpret the, tra- the the process of transforming, as we talked a little bit earlier about what happens uh, during that process. It's not it, it, it's not um, an exciting or great thing to go through, as as we talked about renovating or refurbishing an old historical home. Sometimes when you knock those walls down, you realize you got to just change the wiring, you got to change some some walls out, and so forth. So. A lot uh, to talk about there. Let me go ahead. I want to make a few more announcements, and I'm going to try to get these out to you just as quickly as possible. Hopefully these are some things that you guys can participate in here um, with me. We have open enrollment for our 901 Butterflies and the 901 Evolution, which is the girls and boys group, the mentoring program. This is going to be this Saturday at the University of Memphis in the Art Communication Building at 10 o'clock a.m. Central Standard Time. Be on time, people. We're, we're only going to be there until about 12.30, and that's max. Um, again, we're at the University of Memphis, so we have to be mindful. We're thankful for them allowing us to be here, be there and use this room. Um, you know, just thankful for their support because otherwise we, we would have to pay for these things. So this is open enrollment. March 15th, 10 o'clock a.m. at the University of Memphis in the Art Community um, Building. And this is just across from the Holiday Inn on Central. 
boys and girls. We're doing the open enrollment together this time. Boys and girls, age 13 to 18, 10 o'clock this Saturday. Interested? Give me a call, 901-830-6088, or info, the at sign, butterflyevolution.org. Um, this is something for women, but men are invited as well. I'm going to be on a panel discussion. It's for Women in Power, and this is March 22nd um, at the Denuval De- 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 Learning Center, and that's at 1900 Cooper Street. For more information about that, please also give me a call. Basically, this is an open open panel discussion um, for women only as far as the panel, but for as far as the audience, they're wanting a variety of people. So um, March 22nd at 10 o'clock for that as well at the Denuval Learning Center at 1900 Cooper Street. Um, that's the 22nd. On the 19th, and I skipped the date, I'm sorry, on the 19th, I'll be at the Women's History, celebrating Women's History Month at the University of Memphis. If you want to come out and support me there, 12 o'clock is the kickoff time, and this is for Women's History Month. This was actually postponed, canceled, basically, because of the weather last week. Um, So they postponed this. This is just a, a, a bundle of information. They have some great, great speakers um, there and lots of things going on. So again, this is the open ceremony ceremony by University of Memphis, and it's it's opening the month of Women's History Month, which is the month of March. Um, just a few more. Radio Memphis. Remember, I'm on there every first Saturday of the month at two o'clock, talking about transformation, as we are tonight, conquering our fears through transformation, and that's at two o'clock on Radio Memphis every first Saturday of the month which will be April 5th uh, for next month. And then Highland Heights Church, I'll be there speaking to their youth. Anyone is welcome, and that's on Sunday, April 6th at 9.30. So if you if you want to bring your, your student or your, your student, your child there or your students, you certainly can. You, you will have to contact me, though, because we'll need a number. But that's at Highland Heights Church, and that's on Summer and Highland. And lastly, this is this is an exciting one, and I'm going to continue to announce this because we are hoping for a hundred women at this uh, at this uh, women's conference, and it's called Conversations with Women. It's a panel of, for sure, four uh, four men, four outstanding men who is working to just make a make a difference in our world. It did not. I did not intend for it to be male speakers. It just ended up being that way. I look at that as a God thing. I think women will will tend to listen to men uh, more so than 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 listen to us. So listen to another woman. So this is going to be at the Cannon Center. Butterfly Evolution is sponsoring it at the Cannon Center on June 28th. I'm not real sure about the time. I'm thinking late evening. I know it will not be in the morning, so I'm thinking around five. Six o'clock, but I will announce the time later. So if you'll just kind of plug the date, June 28th, we're going to have Anthony D. Collins. He's the author of Life Is Outstanding. Aaron Jordan, author of Power of a Woman's Worth. Uh, Trent Williams. He's kind of just kind of all over the place. He's out of Louisiana, I believe, and he he has conversations with Trent, and possibly we'll have Andre Curry and Rodney Jordan, possibly. So. I'm hoping that they will be able to to come as well. So just kind of keep that date in mind. And 
If you remember nothing else, please remember March 17th with Mr. Sonier. Put that on your calendar as well. That's next Monday's show. So let's get back to, uh, let me check here. I'm sorry, Anera, I'm just checking the phone line. Okay, let's get back to our show. Um, I have some questions for you. You you know, you've kind of dodged my questions tonight. I've not gotten one in. (laughs) No, my questions. (laughs) Okay. And you may have answered some of these, but I'm going to ask, and just for the sake of time, okay, we've gone about an hour. Wow, the time went so fast. Um, Tell us about your personal fears and the transformation process it took for you to overcome them. You might have, you might have talked about your personal fears, but how did what was your process, the transformation process for you to overcome them? Well, my um, personal fear was to being successful. Actually, um, I had a fear of what would happen or or how the people in my inner circle would accept me if I, being an entrepreneur, was able to make more income than, you know, everyone else that was what they call working their eight to five. You know, how would they accept me? Okay, wait. Canary, let me stop you there for one second. Please, let me stop you there for one second. Okay, you said it was a fear of being successful. I have a question for you. As we looked over the quote, and going back to the show that I listened to today, ironically, two of the women that called in on that show that night had the same fear, fear of being successful. That was the oddest thing I had ever heard initially. Now I understand it because I've I've, I've grown a little bit more. But initially it was the craziest thing I ever heard in my life, one of. Do you think, or what are your thoughts on this, is it is it truly the fear of being successful or the fear of being of, of failing trying to become successful? Is that possible? Well, yeah, that's that's definitely possible. That the common fear is the fear of failing while trying to be successful. That is the common fear. Okay. I, um, we actually touched on that um, uh, earlier when you were reading the scripture and you asked, you know, are you comfortable with who you are? I think it's how you said that. Um, I've learned to to do that now, but I always have been one when I did something, it always turned out bigger than I expected or different than I expected or way beyond where I was trying to take it. So I actually had a fear of being successful. I actually had a fear of people embracing what I was doing to the point where it was more than I could handle. It was something I um, couldn't keep up with. It was something I wasn't ready for. Um, so I actually feared the success. I I actually felt that I had um, accomplished the failing thing. I thought I was pretty good good with that. You know what I mean? I was pretty good at getting it wrong. So my fear was it was actually getting it right. What do I do with getting it right? So you know, are you I, saying I you feared? You feared getting there and you you feared being successful, meaning getting there and then what? Get I mean, you get there, yeah. now I'm successful, and now what? What do and I do with what? it? Exactly. What do I do with this? Because I was used to failing. I was used to the opposite. So what do I do with this? Mm. What, you know, 
what do I do with people actually trusting what I have to say? What do I do with people relying on me? You know, what, what do I do with that? So, so yeah, that was actually, I, I felt I was a master at selling. My fear was I was sharing. I was sharing with a friend um, just this weekend because she is she she comes up with these things. She has the ideas that come from you just wonder what is in your head, what is in your mind. They're great ideas. I mean, she could probably just coach someone into success with her ideas and the, the way that she just constructs things and put them together and organizes them, but she's mastered none of them. And so I was speaking to her, I said, you really get caught up in the hype of coming up with all these great things, like all these great things. And she is probably listening. Um, so I hope she'll come on and, and express and tell more. But it's it's so true. And she, she recognized, she said, you know, you, you, you're right. You're right, I do, and I've never thought of it that way. Because, I mean, she can put some things together. She can give you an idea. She has the ideas. And she will work them. She will work them for a little while. She will put all her energy in them. But it's something about taking them to the next level and the next level and the next level. She would all, she would prefer to go back and start on a fresh new idea. But she has so many babies in her that need to be birthed that would take care of all of those other things. But she just consistently stays reviving, reviving, a new thing, a new thing that never really reaches its potential. Would you call that fear of success or fear of failure or both? Well, actually, from the outside looking in, I actually wouldn't call it either one. I would say that that is her calling. It's just she's not operating in it. And and what I mean by that is um, her, her thing is not coming up with the ideas and then growing them herself. Her gift is giving other people the ideas to grow. She she has the gift to come up with the ideas. Um, and if she's never able to follow all the way through with them, then perhaps they weren't hers in the first place. Um, I know that might sound crazy, but I come up with ideas all the time, but I know that they're not mine. So I give them freely. I mean, they can make me ridiculous amount of money <laughs> if I wanted to, to give it a try, but they're not mine. They don't belong to me. Um, I'm okay. just, I guess you would call a vessel to deliver the idea to who it belongs to. Um, everybody plays a part in this world to make it what it is. So perhaps her part is coming up with the ideas that someone else is waiting on. You know, um, that's yeah, that's what it sounds like. Now that I to- I totally get, but I, I did not think of it that way. I totally get that. That goes back to the transformation process, I guess, and the process of the transformation because in that process you find out about who you are so that you can start over, that you can renew your mind. As the word says, you find out if you if you allow yourself the process of the progress, and I hope I said that right. If you do that, you will find out who you are, what you want, what you stand for, and all the things above so that you can live the best life. Because as you said, Anari, reminded me of, of, of a conversation I had a few weeks ago. Um, 
and after the conversation, I thought, well, maybe, you know, maybe he's right. Maybe maybe this guy's right. And it was about, we were talking about just kind of going to the next level in some things, um, and it just did not intrigue me. Not that I don't want to go to the next level, just the route that he wanted, he was suggesting that I take and the things that I do, I just it just did not strike me. It did not it did not register with my spirit and I just had to say that's not that's not my direction, that's not my lane. I may end up where you're saying I will end up if I go your way, but that's not my way. And that's okay. If I don't end up there, that's okay. Because I'm not going to go your way, I'm going to have to go my way. Because that's the only way, in my opinion, that I will be successful is, is if I understand my direction and I and I stay there knowing. And so often, I think we fear we fear where we're taking ourselves because we don't know who we are. We don't really know what we want. So we're so in tune to kind of go the route, the first thing coming, or go the route that someone else suggests. Suggests. Now, I'm not saying that someone won't be able to suggest some things to you and they be for you. But I'm piggybacking off of what you said. Maybe they weren't for her. And that could be so because she comes up with these things so quickly, so often, until it's almost like there's no way you can get all these things out. You you would have to be crazy to be able to work these things to that magnitude. So I, I hope she's getting something from this. So um, great point, great point. Um, let's see. And we'll go just about just a few minutes longer. We won't keep keep you guys um, much longer. So if you have questions or comments, do select the number one, and I'll pull you in. Um, what, if there was, what was your awakening moment in your life to say, as we talked about owning, owning up to the fear is the first, first um, way to deal with it is just to acknowledge it. What was the awakening moment for you that said, I'm living a life of fear or in a life of fear? It was when um, I had crossed in the oddest way um, and a, a director of a nonprofit organization. Well, it wasn't just any nonprofit organization. It was it was called All Hazards Consortium, and simply because I found a mistake on a letter he wanted me to proofread, um, he asked me to be his executive. Assistant. I mean, it was a major mistake. So I'm sitting in my living room, and I'm planning these big conferences for these big wigs in New Jersey. And when I say big wigs, I'm talking about Amtrak and um, the airlines and because what they did was they did emergency response. So they worked with FEMA and all of those people. I'm sitting here listening in on conference calls where they're trying to figure out how to get fleets of trucks from one end of the United States to the other end of the United States without them having to pay all the tolls and all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, I'm listening to these really powerful <laughs> conference calls, things that have yet to come that, that we didn't even know could be possible. And... um the fear of what in the world I do not, the fear of not belonging there, the fear, fear of success. This is wow. completely out of my league. I do not belong here. You know, these are government officials. This is a nonprofit organization that deals with emergency response. You know, I'm listening to 
them talking about putting chips in men that that's the coal miners, you know, to help be able to find them because of all the mines that were falling. I'm taking notes on this kind of stuff. I'm learning acronyms that I never knew existed. I don't belong here. <laughs> you know, I'm scheduling conference calls from my living room to the point where the people walk into the conference room and they're looking for me to thank me because I walk them to the room in a building that I'm not even in. I don't belong here. So what did I do? I sabotaged the situation because of fear. Fear kept me from moving forward. Fear kept me from performing efficiently as I was before. Once I really realized I was on my way to success, fear set in. So I struggled to do newsletters. I struggled to do the little things, um, which actually opened the door for them to pay attention to, you know, it might be safer for such important things for us to try to do it in-house. So it was when I sabotaged that that I realized I had a, a, a strong fear of success and I had to do something with that or I would be, you know, in this revolving door and I would never move forward. So that's when I realized that I had an unhealthy of success. So, and we have a caller. I'm going to bring the caller in just a second here. You said you sabotaged it to the point, so I'm assuming you just kind of, it didn't work out, but you realized that it was because of you? Yeah, it didn't work out because of me, because I started to not be able to do this and not be, you know, I went from doing what I just said, walking people into a room in a building I wasn't even in, to I can't do that. I can't do this. Um, to the point where I even convinced the director that he would be better off having someone in house. I that did is, that because <laughs> yeah, that's major. So, that if yeah. that we could end the show with that, letting people know where the fear, where the mind, the mindset, our thoughts. As I start out every show with with sowing a thought, you reap an action. You sow action, you reap habits. Our habits become our character, and our character, who we are, is always leading us to some place, somewhere, whether it's where you want to go, plan to go, need to go. It's always leading us somewhere. So this this spirit of fear that many of us deal with day-to-day is keeping us from things that, that's there for us. And, you know, people have this tendency of saying, what God has for me is for me. God has a lot of stuff for us and a lot of things for pe- things for people that they will never have because they're just not willing to surrender and get past who they are. They're not ready to return to him and totally surrender to renew the mind, to no longer be conformed, as we talked about conformed, meaning fitting, fitting in, following the crowd, adapting to this world. We cannot do both. We cannot do both. It reminds me of, of Titus's Broom's um, book, Things God Whispered to Me, and and the one insert in there that talked about the, the dying man um, getting to see how many things he missed out on that was right there for him. Many of us mm-hmm. will do that because we're in the way. We're in the way. So let's take our caller, um, bringing you in from 773 with the last four digits of 0342. Carla, you're on the air with us. Hey, what's going on, y'all? 
Hi, how are you? I thought that number sounded familiar. I did too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm great. I'm great. I'm great. This is a great show. I, I just kind of came in because you know I just got off the interview myself, maybe at nine o'clock. But it seems to be a great show. All right. Um, we talk about fear, man. Um, shoot, I don't, don't want to take up all the time, but yes, I definitely lived in a, a fear of a lot of things. Well, this is, and you got to tell us one of those things, and, and I actually just mentioned you as one of our speakers uh, for the the women's conference, the conversations with women with the focus on, and I don't think I said this, the focus is turn off lights, which means, which is basically about turning off the lights in order to really experience and know the light within. And if, if we really think about it and allow it, well, or allow it and then think about it, for me, many of my greatest moments have, have, have come from my biggest challenges, from the things mm-hmm. that I felt the most hopeless in, the things that hurt me the most, and so forth. I found that if I allow myself to, to do whatever it takes to endure that moment and get through, the other side was so much greater. Um, so tell us, you said you dealt with it, but give us one example of fear in your life. And how did you? How uh, the did you the biggest thing, the biggest thing for me was just the fear of rejection. Period. Um, so what I did to try to fit in and try to avoid that, I would just lie, manipulate my way into any social um, circumstance or circle, just so I could fit in because I didn't want to feel like an outsider. So and that just came from the fear of rejection, the fear of um, you know trying to impress people because I, I didn't want to live you know live my own way, or I thought my own way wasn't good enough for anybody else. That was my biggest thing, my biggest problem. When did you realize that? When, what, at what moment in life did, did it realize, you realize what you were doing and that it needed to change if life was going to be different? Well, I'm, I'm 38 now. I'll say 27. I think that was a turning point for me when I started to come to gra- grasp that what I was doing just didn't make any sense. I was, like, following a lot of people, I was following a lot of other people's dreams, a lot of other people's goals. I was convincing myself, kind of like I can relate to Marion when she just said that she convinced the, um, her employer at the time that they should hire somebody in-house. I was convincing myself that my dreams wasn't good enough. I was convincing myself that my goals wasn't good enough. So I was copying other people's goals, other people's dreams, and trying to live through that. And, of course, that doesn't work. So that's why I had so many um, failures and fears at that point in my life. Okay. Anything in there? Yeah, um, I want to share something that I actually just remembered that Anthony probably does not know, Tammy, but I had to conquer a fear in order to meet Anthony. And that was when I came across his page on Facebook, he had, I mean, over 20-some thousand likes. And I forget what I was looking for at the time. I think I was looking for entrepreneurs to be on my conference calls or something like that. And so I looked at the number of likes he had on his page, and I said, there is no point in sending this message. He is never going to respond. And so I clicked off of his page I don't know how many times, and I would always go back, and I'd talk myself out of sending that message, and i said, okay, Mary, enough. You know, <laughs> either you're going to do this or you're not. You're going to conquer this fear of success or you're not. So I sent him a message, and sure enough, he actually responded. Mm-hmm. So that's actually how we met. So I guess that stems back to um, 
sometimes, you know, that fear is blocking us from, from something very important that's, that's necessary and pushing us to the next level. Now, that's really important. I'm glad you brought that up, Anari, because I've actually dealt with that, but on a different level. Um, I, w- I would say there was a time where I would think, okay, that, that certainly they're not going to, to even on this show, come on. Mr. Sonier, for is, is an is the latest example, because once you see someone, you just expect people, if they make it on CBS, you think you expect them to think, well, no, I'm not going on your little, you know, internet radio show or whatever. And even with Anthony Graves, I'm reminded because I saw him on 60 Minutes, and I thought he's not going to want to come on, you know, an internet show. And if he does, he's going to want thousands of dollars. But when I tell you I'm going to go right back to God and the transformation, you guys, God can open doors if you will just allow it. God can open doors that you you know were where walls were knocked down for for that door. It's, it's just, it's amazing to me. It, it is simply amazing, and I cannot say that in any other way uh, to get my point across. But, you know, there are times when we just need to go in fearlessly, no fear at all, because if, if that's what I meant by it. There's so many things that we, because what if you would not have, if you would have said he is not going to answer? and just not send him that message. There's so many people that you've come in contact with, so many doors have been opened just for you letting go of that fear because one day before that you had to first acknowledge that you had that fear and deal with it. But had you not dealt with that fear, you may not. You may have decided, I'm not going to send that. There's no way he's going to want to reach out to me because he's made it to a certain level of a status that we just expect people not to want to respond to us. But we have to remember who we are and whose we are and what's going where we are in life. And and that's mm-hmm. where it comes from truly if we're gonna fear, fear God. Allow yourself to fear God in the sense of being obedient because the word says if if you love me, you will obey me. And we wanna skip all around that. For me, that's my foundation is working every day. Every day. Sometimes I fall short, but it's, I know that that's my that's my that's my desire, and I'm not just desiring it. I'm trying to live it, and that, for me, has been life-changing. Absolutely, absolutely. That's, uh, that's powerful. So, Anari is so quiet tonight, Anthony. I'm almost um, speechless. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> Left, like, I'm going to take the lines. I'll be back. Just keep talking. And then she's going to say, I've been quiet. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Anthony. Uh, share your show and what you do real quick before we kind of, we've been on an hour and a half, so I guess going to get to, get ready to bring it to a close. Um, but share oh, your. Okay. Okay. Thank, thank you. Um, you know, I do the Anthony and B Fly show every Sunday at 2 p.m. Central Standard Time. I also do Aggressively Demanded Change show every other Friday promoting my blog um, at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. Um, and Neri has just joined the Vibration Radio Network. Her show comes on every Sunday, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Then we have Miss Sherry. She just joined the network as well. She comes on every Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um and also, I'll be joining the Taylor Kennedy Media Network. I start a show with, um, you know, Aaron been on your show a couple of times, Mr. Aaron Jordan. 
me and him got a show together now called the Anthony and Aaron Show. Uh, that'll be on the Taylor County Network on BTR. That's um, 9 p.m. every other Wednesday p.m. Central Standard Time, 9 p.m. Central Standard Time. And I think that's it. <laughs> Would you tell quickly about, because we do have some people from Atlanta, and I, I've actually shared it with some people there um, online with us. Tell them about the conversations with Trent that you'll be in May. Okay, yeah, and I forgot about his show. That's every Friday at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time on Vibration Radio, Conversation with Trent. And also we're starting a tour um, that will start actually here in Chicago, April 12th, and then May 10th in Atlanta, Georgia. Conversation with Trent at Cat's Cafe. If you give me a second, maybe I can pull up the address real quick. Uh, sometimes it pops right up when I do this. Let's see, let's see, let's see, May 10th. I'm sorry. Um yeah, Cat's Cafe, located in the heart of downtown Atlanta, Georgia. That's not giving me an exact address. Okay, 970 Piedmont Avenue, um, N.E., in Atlanta, Georgia. 970 P-I-E-D-M-O-N-T Avenue in Atlanta, Georgia. It's called Cat's Cafe. I heard it's an excellent place. Every time I mention it, people in Atlanta, they say that it's a really nice spot. So we'll be there May 10th. And then right after that, we're going to an AM station to do a, a live interview as well. So we've got a few things coming up, and we're really excited about it. Thank you, Tammy, for letting me do that. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you, as always. Thank you. Anything Bye. for Anthony and Ari? Uh, no, no. Okay, okay. All right. Well, thanks a lot, Anthony. Thank you. Appreciate you guys. Okay. Bye. Okay, Neri, any um anything on fear, any any motivating words for people to take with them um as they work to overcome whatever the fears they have, ways of, of tackling them and moving forward? Yes, I wanna say, um, first of all, you you invited a few times or several times actually for, you know, people to call in and express fear or or share their fear. And um, fear is probably one of the things that actually kept them from doing from that. Calling, so, from, from saying yeah. yeah, from, yeah from calling it in present one. So uh, I would like for um, all of the callers that, that actually are tackling a fear, if nothing else, to, to announce where they are, um, one of those fears, at least one, and say, you know, I will no longer fear, and name something that they are determined to no longer fear. Even if, you know, they don't say it live on the air, I want them to walk away with that and start working on that. I will no longer fear, because that's something I actually had to do. And it's it's something about the power of voicing something, especially when it's said with determination, that motivates you to act on it. Once you put it out in the atmosphere, it's kind of hard to ignore it after that. As long as it's internalized, you can look over it, you can deny it, you know, you can move it around, (laughs) you can make excuses for it. But when you put it out in the atmosphere, it's something about that that makes you really, really face it. So I'm hoping that um, the callers that are tackling a fear would at least do that. And that's going to be a, a great breakthrough in starting the process that we talked about. I love that when you say, you know, the excuses. Um, we we make excuses for 
for those things, but it goes right back to, as we said earlier, acknowledging that this is what it is, this is what I'm dealing with, staying in your mind, always knowing what's going on in your head so that you are able to be transformed by renewing of the mind. Um, We say we love God, we say we live God, and I just say until you start to understand your own personal dysfunction, until you, and I'll go back to the house, I'm loving this house, um, Aneri, you know, (laughs) renovating this old historical home, until you go back to yourself and, and determining what's behind the walls, what does the wiring look like, you know, those strongholds, that bondage, those those ties, no matter what you make excuses for, the things that you don't deal with today, things that you avoid, the things that you overlook today, doesn't mean they're going to go away. It just means they're going to resurface somewhere else in your life at another time in another situation. Fear stops exactly. you. If you take nothing from tonight, know that fear, if not dealt with, you are going to be set that, that Titus Broom, I, I wish I could remember exactly how the story goes, but his, this, this man is dying. He was on this show, but he's dying, and his family is around, and he starts to see things that's really not there. Or he doesn't recognize these people. And so he asked his family to go out, and he wondered, what is all this about? And, and each thing or each person represented something that God had there for him. But sometimes we settle. Sometimes we don't do anything. Sometimes we just do whatever. But tapping into who you are, working to understand it regardless, the good, bad, and the ugly. Aneri said she had to – She, I can only imagine what it must have felt like you – felt like to you when you said, I sabotaged this because my fear of not being in my arena and in, in, uh, not, not being with people um, that, that I know I maybe can compete with. You reminded me, Anari, and I mentioned this to you the other day when I got the call about the Women's uh, Empower Conference mm-hmm. uh, uh, panel. I mentioned this to you. I don't know if you remember this, but I mentioned saying, Anari, these people, these women have – you know, PhDs, and, 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 and I don't, you know, I don't have, you know, the yes. panel, I'm thinking, but but again, but God. And I, when it comes to people and approaching people, now that I've, I've overcome my fear. I will speak to a frog in an elevator and expect him to talk back in my language. That might sound a little bit crazy, but that's just what I've decided to do, is that I look at people as we're all the same because you at the end of the day, you have to answer to the Creator, just as I do. And so you you are no more than I am. Your 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 title or your degree does not make you who you are at all. Sometimes it makes us uh, avoid who we really are. We wear that title so well till it becomes our, our identity. So. Just keep that in mind. Make no more excuses about your fear. Conquer them as the topic of this show and as Aneri had to do for her own life and I had to do for mine through the transformation process. I love the transformation process. Can't I, I mean, it just, it, it, 
I can't even. I, you just can't even how to get it out of words. If use the butterfly, use the use the caterpillar, and ending yep. up with those wings. Use that concept. Visualize that concept in your life daily, and understand. As we said, the process is not an easy process. It will make you on some days want to just go back to the same old house. Just forget it. Just get for everything you did. Just put it up, leave, get out. I don't want this house renovated. It will make you. But the thing that should make you want to keep going is you know what's back there. Did you like it when you were there? So why go back? Why stay stagnant? So And before we go, Tammy. Uh-huh. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say, before we go, um, I want to leave the callers with a, a quick story before we go, a motivation story that I want them to take with right. them. So just keep that in mind before we go. No, you're fine. I, I, I am done. I've said all I need to say and more, <laughs> so share that story with us. Um, and it's a story that actually motivated me when, when I felt like sitting down um, and quitting. And the story goes like this. There was um, a man, you could say a man or a woman, heading down the path, and he as he looked down the path, he could see the finish line, and he was uh, full speed ahead, headed for the finish line, and, and all of a sudden this big boulder of rock, or whatever you want to call it, falls in the man's path, and he tries to climb over it, tries to go around it, and tries to move it. He can do none of the above. So he sits down, and when he sits down, God says to him, well, why do you sit? Man says, well, I have this big rock in my path. I can't go over it. I can't go around it, and I can't move it. So there's nothing left for me to do but sit. God says to the man, get up and push. The man says, I've tried that. He says, no, get up and push. So the man gets up, and he pushes, and he pushes, and he pushes, and, of course, this rock is still not moving. So he sits again. I says to him, why are you sitting he says, well, I pushed a rock like you told me to, but this rock is still not moving. And God says, well, get up and push. The man gets up and pushes again. And, of course, he gives up again and he sits back down. And God says, why do you sit? He says, well, this rock is not moving. He says, now, only thing I can see is my arms are stronger. You know, I've, I've gained some strength from pushing the rock, but I'm not moving the rock. So what good is the pushing? And so God says to him, I didn't tell you to move the rock. I just told you to push. Now that you've pushed, you're stronger and you're ready to move on for the rest of the path. You're ready for the finish line. Now that you push the rock and you got yourself ready, I'll move the rock. Mm. So that rock could be anything. That rock could, could be family. That rock could be friends. That rock could be fear. So if we continue to push through our fear and have faith that in the pushing we're going to gain what we need, then that fear will definitely move out of the way and we'll be able to reach the finish line, which I like to coin as destiny. We just got to keep pushing. Wow, just keep pushing. That's a good one because so often we don't want to do, we don't even want to confront it Um Sometimes we act like it's not even there, uh, and we just kind of go through life. So that's a great, great story. That's a great one. Well, last call. Um, 
No, y'all probably thought I was going to say something else. Probably used to something else on that last call for. (laughs) (laughs) But last call for calls, you people. Last call. You're out there. I see you. So, guys, if you want to share a story before we get off, um, select the number one. I'll pull you in. Share something with us. If not, then I want to just briefly remind you why you're thinking about overcoming the fear of talking on the radio. I want to remind you of our show. (laughs) Pressing one, yeah. I want to remind (laughs) you of the show next week. Please share it with all the students that you know, again, youth leaders, churches, um, schools, principals, uh, middle school, high school. Please share it uh, that Mr. Sangier will be on next Monday, and and the show is 7 o'clock for the sake of our kids because, again, we have them all over and we don't want to keep anybody up, you know, any students up later than we have to. So we're going to start at 7 o'clock. Should only take 45 minutes, 30, 45 minutes because we're just going to have him tell his story. We may have a few questions, comments, of course, but it starts at 7 o'clock. And just if you want to know more information about the competition, Toll-free number, uh, give us a call. Let me get that number again. I should know it by heart by now. Uh, 888-483-7445, uh, local 901-830-6088, or info at butterflyevolution.org is the email address that you can submit the inquiry inquiries to. Um, I think... Everything. Oh, and open enrollment for the 901 Butterflies and the 901 Evolution. The boys and the girls, open enrollment is this Saturday, March 15th, 10 o'clock, at the University of Memphis Arts Communication, uh, Arts Community Building, room 257. That's just across Holiday Inn on Central in room 257. It's at the end of the hall there. So bring your, your girls and your boys out. Um, if you can't make it and you do want your kids or your youth to be involved in open enrollment, just give me a call and let me know, and we'll meet with you separately, or we'll schedule another time for those who cannot, absolutely cannot make it. Please be on time, 10 o'clock, again, because we're using the University of Memphis, so they're gracious enough to let us use it. So let's let's be accommodating by being on time uh, for the start of it. So that being said, the other things I'll just announce later, um, Thank you guys for hanging out with us. I thought we'd do it in an hour. I don't know how I thought Anary and I would be able to talk only for an hour about fear. (laughs) But hopefully you guys have have stuck with us. So hopefully you you did get your paper and pencil and you've taken some notes and you are going to conquer some things starting tonight. And as Anary said, since you didn't call in, write some things down. Journal tonight to yourself about what you think you have been fearful of, what what things have you allowed fear to just overtake in your life. You don't have to share it until you're ready, but at least share it with yourself. And I would suggest writing it down, putting it pen to paper, and then go back and read it. Always go back and read, you know, read it to yourself for better understanding. So, Anari, anything? Tell them about your show, too. I don't think you gave that out. I didn't, Anthony did it for you. See, that's the thing, you know, I'm so used to supporting other people when it comes to talking to myself, I forget half of it. Um, yeah, for your, for your success show, it airs every other Sunday on um, Vibration Radio Network. Um, the next airing will be March the 16th at 6 p.m., and my co-host is no, no one other than Mr. Anthony B. Collins. 
show, um, on that show, we tackle all the aspects of, of success and, and how to achieve it. So, okay. Feel free to call okay. in, ask blog, right? Tell them about the blog because the blog is separate from the show. So, can you tell them about the blog? YourSuccessTherapy.com. YourSuccessTherapy.com is where we um, actually the first blog was all about the process. And that's where, in the business world, a lot of times when we talk about success, people are afraid to tackle the inner person, the real personal side. So that's what this blog does. We have, um, I call it therapy, every other Tuesday. So tomorrow morning, actually, will be a new therapy session. So feel free to join us at YourSuccessTherapy.com. And that's you are SuccessTherapy.com. I have a special day on Wednesday morning. She just works with me solo. That's how much help I need. (laughs) (laughs) I'm joking. But it's a great blog, you guys, so go out and check it out. One more time, Anary, ForYourSuccess.com, right? What is it, uh, For Your? It's www.YourSuccessTherapy. You are. Okay. Mm -hmm. SuccessTherapy.com. Okay, and if you didn't get it, remember you can always listen to the archive and just fast forward to the end if you don't want to listen to the entire show again. But uh, she gives some great blog uh, blogs out there, so let's just continue. Remember also, guys, and we're going to let you go for real, just remember as you if, you if you plan to approach this process of transformation, you have to work to change your circle. That, that may sound horrible, but you alcoholics don't hang with alcoholics and get over alcohol. They don't. I mean, just seriously. So, you can't you can't hang with people who don't embrace your change, who help you get through, who want to help you get through, regardless if they're not if they're ready to go with you or not. Who's going to really try to work to understand your transformation process? You have to allow yourself to grow beyond some things and beyond some people in order to truly transform. And don't get caught up about that. Don't get so worked up to where you don't allow your process for transformation. So that being said, thank you guys for tuning in. Aneri, can't thank you enough. Uh, be sure to go out and check Aneri's show out on Sundays. Check her blog out as well. Again, if you missed out any of this information, she's on Facebook, Aneri Bellamy as well, so you can get her there. As a matter of fact, go like her page. Just look her up, like her page, send her a friend request and all of that Um but get connected. Get connected with like-minded people and share your stuff. Share your stuff so that we can get out of it together. All right? That being said, okay. Mary, thank you so much. I know you're on East Time, mm-hmm. Eastern Time. So thank you, thank you, thank you for hanging in so late with us. And thank you for coming on the Butterfly Evolution Show. Thank you for having me. You have a great night. Thank you. And everybody, you guys have a good night. I'll um, I see my favorite cousin is out there, so I just have to end the one of my favorite cousins. Let me say that because you guys will be all over me. So let me just um, go out with our one of our favorite songs, and I'm going to do that here in just a second as soon as I find it. <laughs> In a little 
But I know 